Jennifer, guess what happens this week? Oh, our Insta is about to explode. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is time change. The wonderful, awesome, so confusing time change. Oh, here at Moms on Call, we are going to make it simple because so many of you reach out to us. You want to continue the great success you're having on the Moms on Call schedules, and we want to make this simple. Now, Laura and I have done this for so many years, and we always call each other to talk to each other about going back, we're going forward. And Laura, you have a really great way to remember it. Even after all these years, every year we do this twice a year, I still get confused. But one of the ways that I try to, it helps to keep me straight as long as I don't overthink it. And that's what we're going to encourage today is don't (laughs) overthink it, is fall back and spring forward. And so since it's fall, we are falling back an hour on Saturday. We are falling back an hour, which means Those little ones are going to want to wake up early, but the times have changed. And so now everybody wants to know, what do we do? And we do not want to drag this out for weeks. Jennifer, you know, it's going to be miserable for two or three days once those clocks change. So let's keep it simple. And with Mom's on Call, we want to keep it simple. How are we going to do that? Okay, so here's the basics. And it's so much easier in the digital age. Saturday night, you're going to put your kids to bed according to their mom's on-call scheduled time, according to what the clock says on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, you are going to get your kids up according to the time that it is on Sunday. And your digital devices will automatically fall back an hour right there around 2 a.m., It falls back an hour on your behalf. So the only thing you have to do is go by the digital time on your phone. Your kids are going to wake up a little early, like Laura said, but we want to wait until the time on Sunday when they're supposed to wake up according to the schedule. And if you'll do that for two or three days, then by day three, everybody's plugging and chugging on those moms on call schedules again. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. You know, Jennifer, our dynamics, our family dynamics were a little different from your house to my house. Your husband's family lives right around the corner for the most part. I had no family when my little ones were were little. And thinking back, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't even know that I had a babysitter. That was going to be my question. Like, who was your babysitter? Even as I'm thinking about our days as pediatric nurses together, and when you found out you were having twins and how we would talk every day, I can't remember who was your first babysitter. I really have no idea. And that's not necessarily the right answer. You know, everybody (laughs) talks about having date nights and do, but... When you have no family, and we, we had just moved here, 
Allison was, I think, a not even a year old when we moved here. And so just trying to navigate that. And I thought, okay, well, I do remember having my, my neighbor. And actually, I don't even know if you can call it a babysitter. It was because I was in labor with the twins and I had to have my neighbor come over and watch Allison so I could go deliver babies. And what I think doing this for as long as you and I have done it, we do really try to encourage our families to take some time out, especially do some little sweet date nights with your spouse and your partner and and to pull those caregivers and babysitters in because that is important. And I think we sometimes forget that in the middle uh, of the mess when we have, you know, like I had five kids, no family, not a ton of friends here working, starting a company, you know. And what was so really, 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 really cool is what we've just came up with just last week, I think it released. Well, there are things that we do to get ready for a babysitter. And yes, my mom came, my sister came, Tim's mom. Oh my goodness. She babysat the kids while I worked and was enormously helpful. She didn't live all that far away. And so, you know, we did have people that were really willing. But my favorite babysitter story is as the boys got bigger, and they did not want to have a babysitter. So we called them man sitters. We're having some man sitters come over. You know, like even at like four and five years old, they're like, oh, right. not Hello. babies. So our man sitters that would come over, each one of them, we lost them to their own marriage. So they would come, they would man sit my kids. And in less than six months, they would be engaged. They're too busy to babysit anymore. So we thought about maybe just, you know, making that kind of a ministry for singles. Like, come babysit our kids. There's some kind of magic going on over here. You will probably get married. And so we laugh about that to this day. But it was so hard for me to leave. I remember with the twins, I couldn't even do the math to get somebody else to take over. You remember this. It is so labor intensive, you know, especially... Sometimes with the grandparents, you're just like, oh, I mean, you will not necessarily sleep all night when they're little, you know, when they're four and five pounds a piece. Right. And who who would be willing to sign up to come and watch this many kids? This right. was always in the back of my mind. Like, who would do that knowingly, <laughs> knowing what they're walking into? Yes. And what would you get paid these days? Like, we did a straight up barter system. But my friend's kids who do babysitting now, it is premium. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. You could quit your corporate job and babysit kids these days. Just about. (laughs) Oh, it'd be so much fun. It would be fun. And let's, you know, but let's talk about where would you even start with trying to find, you know, we do get asked like, okay, well, I don't have family here. So where would you even start to make sure that, you know, that these people are qualified? You know, what what are some things that we can look for in those caregivers? And I think that that's really, really important. We need to keep our families safe, right? We need to know who's walking in our doors and and we live in a whole different world. So are there ways that we can kind of do that? There are a couple of ways. One of the things that I really like is the resources that we've put together. One of them is the um, CPR, 
So if somebody's coming to your house, you can watch the moms on call. It's not a certification, but it does allow you to know what to do with steps in a row, you know, very simply so that you have a good understanding of how to perform life-saving procedures. So we always like to make sure that they're CPR certified. And even if they are certified, I like to additionally make sure like, you know, you can refresh. Yes. Watch this resource. Let's just make sure that you know, you know, what's the most up-to-date way to do this. And for grandparents who may not be CPR certified, but they're coming over to watch or a sister or a neighbor, like you said, like it's really great. You can have a little CPR watching party at your house one night for the neighborhood. Then all of your little caregivers that are, you know, right there and I watch your kids and you watch my kids, they can all be prepared in that way. So when you talk about safety, that's one of the things we take really seriously. So we, you know, crafted Emily Blewett is amazing. And she does such a beautiful job just outlining the steps of those life-saving procedures for babies and toddlers. The other thing is, like you said, with the background checks, like a lot of online agencies will do that for you. Which I think is brilliant. We have one here in Atlanta that's First Steps Atlanta, and she has done an incredible job. But there's several agencies around that really do those good, thorough background and reference checks. And Uh, A lot of the churches in the area will have a list as well that you can ask. Ask everybody you know is really. (laughs) Well, and if you listen to a lot of true crime podcasts or, (laughs) you know, you're doing the criminal minds, look, you can do the check yourself. That's right. Look, you could go to truthfinders.com. You can find stuff out about people. But what amazed me so much, oftentimes, Laura, I would walk into the of people. And we were, we're recommended. So, you know, a friend recommended us or what have you. So there's that. But I would come in to do a consult. You know, we're bathing this baby. We're getting everything done. And granted, you and I don't give off some kind of creepy vibe at all. Like we seem really, you know, <laughs> warm and capable. Safe. Right. But right. I would sit down and I would say, you know, oh yeah, you can check that out on the website. And they would be like, you have a website? And I was really amazed. Like people really did not check me out before I came into their homes. Okay. So there's a street here in Atlanta. They've all got kids and everybody has had consults and they even buy me for each other, you know, when they're having kids. So I go to the street and I've been on this street probably 10 times. So I come around the corner and there's a stork in this yard. So I pull over and I get my bag and they open the door and I'm like, hey, I'm Laura, I'm here for your consult. And, you know, and I walk in, I start washing my hands and they're like, you know, smiling and talking and, Somebody, I think the wife said the husband's name or something. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) you were in the wrong house. I was in the wrong. (laughs) But they let me in. They let me in. I was washing my hand. We were fixing to do it. So I was like, yeah. So I just kind of got my stuff. I apologized. I walked out and went two doors down. (laughs) (laughs) I ran off by the stork, but I met the neighbors. They're really nice people. And might I say she makes a delicious peach cobbler. Sorry, I'm a little late. (laughs) 
sorry. And, you know, uh, I, I'm just, yeah, that was, that was interesting. I did end up doing a consult at their house two weeks later, but still, that was kind of embarrassing. But I say all that to say, look, know the people that are coming in your house and, and at least, you know, ask around and ask for those referrals and call those references. I think that's just huge so that you can feel confident as best as you can as you go out for that, you know, date night. And one of the best things besides our CPR online course, which is incredible for anybody that's taking care of your kids, is our new free resource that babysitter binder. And it is the absolute template of incredibleness. It allows you to <laughs> template of incredibleness. I love it. Because I think it makes we should write that down. Yes. Let's we just rename it. <laughs> That's it. Template of incredibleness. And the reason is it puts everything that we need in one place. And so I'm going to read through this list, Jennifer, and have you kind of talk about them. But we've got that contact information and mom and dad's information, and then maybe one other person in case. And then what to do? Where do you go? Who do you call in the event of that emergency? I always like being able to put in that binder, if my kids are uh, allergic to anything or if they may be on some medications, and then just a sh- uh, an area where we can put any notes, like some of those fun things like, oh, they love little Mr. Rabbit or their favorite snack is whatever. And you can actually print off the mom's on-call routines that are there. But I am telling you one of the best information that we can put in there is our address. Yes, you don't think about this. If you have to call 911 and they're coming to you, you want to know where where you you? are. And it should be posted (laughs) somewhere. So you're not having to be like, I know that I Googled myself here, but where am I again? And having that posted really well. And let me just tell you, homeowners... Do this right now. So going on a lot of consults, the other part, letting your babysitters and caregivers know the address is having an address that you can see from the street. So Laura and I go to all of these houses and sometimes like it really takes a hot minute to be able to figure out which house is which. So if your numbers haven't been put back up because you recently got your house painted or you can't see them because there's bushes in the way. Do whatever it takes to make sure that your house is labeled clearly. Because if anybody has to, you know, access you in an emergency, we want to make sure that they have no doubt. And they're not like Laura showing up because there's a stork in the yard two houses down that they <laughs> well, can get you know. to you. Yeah, that it works. Babysitter and- preparation. Make the numbers on the outside of your house clearly visible. If we have done all of our background checks and reference checks, and we've got our babysitter binder with all of this incredible information in it. We've got, you know, the CPR course, quick tips that's downloaded in the babysitter binder. We've got the mom's on-call routines put in that binder. It is time for us to go. It is time for us to leave out and that's where my heart starts beating a little bit fast. Even at this age, I'm not leaving my kids with babysitters, but I can put myself back all those years ago. And, you know, when you do have to leave, how can we make that transition 
to getting out the door and going and enjoying ourselves. Like some of us are so desperate, we might leave some skid marks in the driveway. Like, <laughs> have fun. Like that old commercial, don't leave me with the babies. With the babies. <laughs> so some of us are way past mentally prepared for that. Yes. But sometimes, like especially with your first for some reason, like you're super nervous, you haven't had a lot of experience with this before. But I'll tell you, really having all that information prepared, the preparation of that really really helps for you to be able to disengage and allow another adult, another perfectly capable adult to take over making the decisions for that child. And it sometimes it is, it's almost like a switch inside of you. And as you go out, you're thinking about their routine in your mind. Did they get the sippy cup that was the right color that they liked? Will they remember? And so we really encourage you this is the time. You are a much better caregiver. You are a much better provider when you have some time to remember who you are, to remember your partner or your spouse and what made you want to make babies in the first (laughs) place, just to kind of rekindle that. And so you don't want to just go off and talk about the kids the whole time. Have some subjects ready. I love, I have a a lot of, yeah, these little like questions you can ask each other that you can go online and just, you know, ask some really fun or silly questions. Or if you go on a double date, that's always really fun to do. Um, they have some appropriate and some inappropriate varieties. So <laughs> go at your speed. Choose wisely. Right, right. Um, and just laugh and relax and know that you have your phone. They are going to be able to get in touch with you if they have a question or an emergency. Actually physically leave in the house, too. It's good for the soul. Oh, my gosh. It is so good for the soul. And I always envision envision kids, like, stuck to the parents and they're trying to get out. Or the parents that are like, look, telling the babysitter, I'm going to the bathroom. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink. And, you know, and so, but we don't, don't encourage that. What we want to do is always love how we tell our parents, look. Be confident, Mm -hmm. right? And tell your kid goodbye. Let them know that, you know, you're you're leaving. It's okay that they see you leave because what's so awesome is they see you come back. That's so important. And having a clear transition. So when you're saying goodbye, kids love a clear transition. When the babysitter gets here and I'm ready to go, we're going to do high fives, elbow kisses, wiggle, 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 and we're out. And just having something concrete like that, that's kind of silly and fun, but that indicates to, especially your toddler-aged kids, that this transition is happening and, you know, that just helps you to get out the door. But even if they're crying, you're staying around to try and manage that crying on the babysitter's behalf just extends out the crying. So even if you have to kind of stop, drop, and roll that's okay too. They're going to settle down a lot more quickly without you. And the person that you've left them with is absolutely capable of managing that. And it also gives that vote of confidence to them. And I love those words. I know that this isn't ideal, but I am sure you are entirely capable of taking care of it. We're going to go. Did you know that Bobby is the only U.S. infant formula company founded and led by moms? Their formula is made in Vermont, and their ingredients are purposefully sourced from their milk at Organic Valley Farms to their water-extracted DHA. And you can actually read and understand their labels. 
their recipe is modeled after EU nutritional guidelines while also meeting all FDA requirements for infant formula. It is designed for brain development, to be gentle on tummies, and for healthy immunity in babies, all led by a team of pediatricians, lactation consultants, pediatric nutritionists, and food scientists. Bobby is also the only U.S. formula with 20 milligrams of DHA, which is the European standard in infant formula. Thank you, Bobby, for sponsoring this episode of the Moms on Call podcast. We are so excited to share that Bobby is offering 25% off your first box of Bobby. If you want to see if it's a good fit for you and your family, use code MOMSONCALL25 at HiBobby.com. Little known fact about me, I grew up reading and still to this day love science fiction. Love, love, love it. When I heard the name of this product for the first time, it gave me all the feels of being in outer space because it is called a slumber pod. This is safe and simple in a fantastic way, not to send your kids into outer space, but to allow them to share combined space and to take them to different spaces that you want to visit. It is a privacy pod, which slips over a play yard, a travel crib, a toddler mattress, and it really allows you to expand the spaces where you can go during nap times and nighttime. The makers of the slumber pod, the mother-daughter duo, Lou and Katie, they have made it so much easier for you to be able to put those moms on call principles into place and to enjoy wherever you travel. We hope that you'll stop by slumberpod.com, take a look, and use MOC Podcast as a coupon code for $30 off until April of 2022. As a new parent, there is one thing that you will experience, and that is nasal congestion. It may be what we call newborn congestion those first few weeks or those pesky colds that make eating and sleeping difficult. Picture having to hold their arms, legs, head all at the same time while trying to suction out a small nostril. It can feel as if you have been wrestling an alligator. Well, Dr. Stephen Gowdy, a pediatric ear, nose, and throat physician, created the NoseBot to help. The NoseBot is a portable, rechargeable electric nasal aspirator with hospital-grade suction, and the great news is no more manual suctioning is needed. I love the unique nose piece design that frees up your hand to stabilize the head, and it is super quick and efficient. This also makes an incredible shower or holiday gift for new parents. Go to www.drknowsbest.com and use offer code MOMSONCALL for $25 off the NoseBot nasal aspirator. That's www.drknowsbest.com with offer code Moms on Call. Always consult your healthcare provider concerning when 
and how often nasal aspiration should be used. Our goal at Moms on Call is to serve. We want to make new parents feel less alone in their journey of raising beautiful human beings. If you have questions, please ask. We're here to help. You can reach us at 888-234-7979, or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Moms on Call. Leave us a message there or a voicemail or send us a question and we'll try to answer it on this show. Hi, my name is Avery from Nashville, Tennessee. I've really been enjoying listening to the podcast as I feed my 10-week-old little girl. We are quickly approaching our first weeks of daycare as I go back to work. I know you covered this in the podcast a little bit, but I'm curious on y'all's advice on shifting the recommended schedules perhaps by an hour or so in order to get ready for work in the morning. Right now, my little one is waking up at about 5.30, and um, that's great. She goes back to sleep after we do that feeding, but I can't and also uh, get ready for work in time. So I'd love it if maybe we added a dream feed or even shifted so I could get her to actually sleep until 6.30 it would work much better for our household um, in the way that we're having to accomplish getting her to daycare. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that and enjoying everything so far. Thanks. Bye. We love so many things about this phone call. Of course, one of them, as many of you heard those little coos of the baby Oh, that just warms your heart. Oh, it is so sweet. And Avery, thank you for loving the podcast. We love doing this podcast and we love spending your feeding times and your drive times to daycare and your evening times with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have an answer for your question. You had two really good questions and I'm just going to tackle one and then I'm going to throw it over to Laura to do her magic. When you said, should we add a dream feed? So I'm going to tackle that one first. And Avery, the answer to that is no. Dream feeds do not make kids sleep longer because they are built on a 24-hour schedule. They have this little inner 24-hour clock in them. So even if we do a dream feed, they're still going to wake up at that 5.30. So what we have found is that when we get kids to bed a little bit earlier, they actually sleep a little later. So we'd want to know what schedule you are on, if it's time to maybe advance up to the next schedule. And then I'm going to let Laura tell you what to do to switch that 5.30 to 6.30. Well, what's great is that it's gradual. So yes, we're at 5.30 and that's awesome. But probably over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get closer to that 6.15 or 6.30 mark anyway, with no adjustments whatsoever. So just make sure that you're on that 8 to 16 week routine, that we're getting in bed somewhere between that 7 and 7.30 mark. Make sure that as they wake at 5.30, that we're waiting just a little bit before feeding, because you may find she does go right back to sleep. And once we take that swaddle away, right around that 12-week mark, we can push to that 6.30 mark, and that'll start the day right there. And you always have flexibility to shift that routine 30 minutes in either direction. So you do exactly that, and you'll be right on track where you need to be within just a couple of weeks. Hi, this is Christine. Um, I love your book. It's helped us so much. 
Uh, I have a question. So my baby is seven weeks old, and he's doing great. Um, he's sleeping at nine to about five in the morning. And I wanted to know how we go about the day when he wakes up at five, uh, knowing that we would feed him at five and then he would have another feeding at seven. And it just seems so close. I don't know how we can adjust the schedule where he would take a good feeding at seven or if he doesn't need to because the stretch from, let's say, like five to nine is quite long. So I'd love to to get your advice on that. Thank you. Hey, Christine. Well, this is a great question, and we all find ourselves in this situation. Seven weeks of age and healthy. If staying up about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, go ahead and move to that eight to 16-week routine now. That will help solve a lot of these issues And when we get up for that first feed, if it's 5 a.m. or later, you can actually do half a feed or half the time. So half the amount or half the time. But we do want that consistent start point of the day at 7 a.m. And I love to say, be intentional. Open the blinds, sing a song, do some stretches, and just feed whatever they will take at 7 And then by 10 o'clock, things are right back on track. The most important thing, and the reason we don't adjust the routine according to when they're getting up, because that 5 a.m. feed's not going to be there very long. This is gradually going to go away, and we need that consistency from day to day. Hi, moms. My name is Ashley, and I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I have twins who will be turning two years old here in a couple of months. And I'm also expecting another baby a few months after that. So we are planning to transition them to big kid beds sometime around their second birthday because we need one of those cribs for our new baby. They still sleep in a crib with nothing, just the crib sheet. And I'm wondering how they're going to respond mainly to a big bed when you have the comforter and sheets and pillow and it's that whole new experience. Would it be easier on them to kind of ease them in, maybe start giving them a blanket and pillow in the crib in the weeks leading up to that transition, or would it be best to just throw it all at them at once and say, here you go, here's your new sleep situation, you're going to be great at it. I'm just curious about that and any other insight you have on that transition. Thanks so much. Love the podcast and love all your books and everything you offer. Ashley, you have made our day. I love this phone call. We love this question. We've been there. Jennifer and I have both been right in your shoes. And you pretty much answered your own question for sure. Yes. When your question was, should I ease them into it? The answer to that is no. What we want to do is we want to have confidence in their ability to be strong, adaptable, and resilient. They so have this. We worry about it so much, but they adapt to a new routine so beautifully. And just like you said, do I just do it cold turkey and tell them they'll be great at it? The answer is a resounding yes. We don't ever want to put any blankets or pillows in the crib environment. It's just not safe, but we do want to have a transition. So in the toddler book, There's a transferring to the toddler bed outline. You can check off all the little things. We can make sure the room is safe. And if we do this transition very purposefully, then in about three to four nights, you are going to have twins 
that sleep in their big kid beds, which you can put on the floor. We don't really have to do a lot of comforters and pillows. They don't sleep with that now in the crib. So we don't all of a sudden need it. They just move all over the place. I mean, these little ones, it's like they run marathons and they're sound asleep. And so even if you have comforters, they don't tend to stay underneath them. And yes, it's safe after they're two years of age, but I'm telling you, they just don't stay under that. And I always love, Jennifer, how you talk about child-proofing that room. Mm -hmm. And that room actually becomes their protected environment. It's much like the crib was the room becomes that protected environment. And absolutely, they can do this and they're ready and you're ready. And Ashley, we do have to tell you from two moms with twin boys that when they do have access to each other, if they're sleeping in the same room, in beds in the same room, it is going to take them longer to get to sleep because they have a little instigator and some new access. And the big thing that we want to tell you is you don't have to go in there and sort that out and quote unquote remind them or engage them in some way to get back in bed. That's going to play out probably over about a week, maybe two weeks as they just enjoy the newness of it. So let them sort it out. They'll get to bed a little later. They'll get to sleep a little later. They'll actually go to bed on time, but they'll get to sleep a little later because they have access to each other. They're learning how to navigate that. They'll be great at it. And we don't let them sleep in in the morning if you know we close that door at 7 o'clock. They didn't get to sleep till 8.30 or 9 because they were just enjoying each other's company so much. Then they still get up at the same time the next day. So we're going to use some of that tiredness that twins accumulate by having access to each other at night to go into the next day, to the next nap time and into the next night time. So just take heart. They're going to probably spend some time in there engaging each other. Let them do that. We don't open that door unless we fear for their lives. They are going to figure this out. Thank you to everybody who left us a voicemail or sent us a message on Instagram over the past few days. We're sorry that we can't answer every possible question on the podcast, but we try to get to as many as we can. So if you have a specific question you'd like us to address, you can leave us a message at 888-234- Seven nine seven nine. You can also reach out to us on Instagram. We check our Instagram account before every recording of the podcast. The good stuff is how we end every single episode of our show. We want to leave you something that makes you feel good in your heart and soul and puts a smile on your face. So we look for stories that are going to do just that. We call it the good stuff. Okay. I love just knowing that people around us is paying attention to what's going around us and around them. And so Anthony is up in Canada and he's a teenager and just this great kid. Well, he is out in his driveway every day playing one of the best sports ever, basketball for four hours. He just dribbles and dribbles and shoots and and plays basketball for four hours every day. Here's the thing, Jennifer. He has no net. He has no basketball goal, no net. He has this pile of sticks that he kind of uses to try and hit as a target. Nothing. So 
Ian, a neighbor, post on his kind of that local Facebook type page. This is what he says, and I'm going to just read it. He says, hey, guys, this kid lives in our community. He is outside every day dribbling his basketball. And when he's not dribbling, he's watching siblings or walking his dog. He's such a good kid. And I'd love if anyone had a basketball net that they're not using to kind of help us out. And so Ian walks over to Anthony's house. And the first thing Anthony's thinking is, oh, my gosh, my dribbling has disturbed my neighbor. That was his first thought. And, you know, maybe it's making a lot of noise, just dribbling for all this time. And so he's a little nervous as Ian's walking up the driveway. But not only was Ian definitely not mad at all, he brought this amazing basketball goal completely because the community had all come together. And not only did they give him the basketball net with the goal, but they had like $700 extra so that they could give to Anthony to go and get some other things from the local sports store. And I just thought this is the best thing ever. Well, basketball is near and dear to the Walker family's hearts. My twins played basketball and we actually even named our rescue dog after my kid's favorite basketball player, Kemba Walker. So (laughs) that is the name of my blue-eyed dog. Kemba was playing for, uh, I think, the Charlotte Hornets at the time when when we got our Kemba. And so, yes, basketball is a part of my everyday as I have a Kemba Walker living here with me. And my boys loved it. They loved the strategy of it. It was so awesome to have twin boys who played At the same time, at the same level, I remember people yelling, like, get those twins. So we love, love, love it and have invested in not only the sport of basketball, but the kids who play it. And so we stand in solidarity with anybody who would look out the window and see somebody who is dedicated, whose heart was stolen by getting that basketball at the right spot at the right time and gave them the tools to really enjoy all the wonderful things that sports and the love of sports brings. And I think that's part of the reason why he was also such a great part of his family's life. You know, there's so many things that that concentration takes, that learning the game takes. And so I love that. And I think that although Kimba Walker was the, you know, famous basketball <laughs> player in our lives, that with this story, another famous basketball player kind of somehow found out about this as well. Like, what was that part of the story? Yeah, so, so LeBron James happens to come across this and he responds back to Anthony and he says, this is pure and beautiful. That community is amazing because no one can fulfill a dream alone. And he said, he told Anthony, Anthony, you keep working, kid. You have another fan in me. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's the cool. Can you imagine? I have the chills. Say that. And and so he he told his mom, he was like, he was speechless and shaking and was in shock as they shared that. So we love that. You know what? Step up, step in, 
and just pay attention to those around us and uh, you never know what kind of change you can make right there in your community. (laughs) When you say, I brought a basket to my neighbor, it gives it a whole new meaning. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit MomsOnCall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. We are so grateful for you. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a couple of minutes and you listen on Apple Podcast, please leave us a five-star review and tell everybody what you love about the show and spread the word. If you have parenting friends or people who are expecting in your life, even grandparents, let them know that the Moms on Call podcast is available for them for free wherever they listen to podcasts.